And welcome back, Pocket Change listeners. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Pocket Change. And this is going to be part of a solo series that will trickle out over the next couple of weeks. Um, I've been having a lot of conversations with people returning to the office, people moving through positions, growing in their roles, uh, folks who are leaving organizations or starting new organizations. And one of the common conversations that I'm having is around trust. As we are coming back into the world and we're coming together as people again, we're taking those digital relationships that we've built and we're putting them into real life form. And that takes work. It takes effort. Uh, And even if we've been working with people for a lengthy period of time, sometimes it's really strange when you meet somebody and they're taller than you thought they were or shorter than they thought you you, you thought they were. Um, Our our personal biases of who we are as individuals certainly can be impacted when we do come together. I think we'd be remiss not to acknowledge that. you know, we are humans. And so how do you go about building trust, whether it's starting a new job, whether it's working with a new team, whether it's a merger, an acquisition, a restructure, Uh, maybe it is you just had some transition in your team and some people have left, maybe you've had some drama, there's a lot of that going on. Um, How do you go about that? So we have an equation for that. Uh, Math is the root of all things. And even in the social world, we have mathematical equations that tell us how we behave and what that might look like. And so in this case, I'm going to talk to you about the trust equation. And the trust equation is a really, really fascinating equation. And oftentimes I use it to help leaders diagnose where they have gaps in their leadership capability or personal relationships that they might have with an individual that they work with. So I'm going to lay it out for you. And then we'll talk about the different components and how you can activate those different components or work with other people where you see those gaps in how they respond to you in building your trust with them. So the trust equation is credibility plus reliability plus intimate connection, all valued over your own self-orientation. So let's unpack that a little bit. Credibility. Are you credible? Do you know what you're talking about? Do you bring something to the table that's worth knowing? And if you do, are you able to sell it to people with some level of confidence? So credibility actually links into our resiliency skills because you might be super credible in what you know. You might have a great amount of knowledge, but if you have very little self-confidence and little capability to communicate that with some level of conviction, it's unlikely that people are going to listen to you. And conversely, if you're the type of person who has really great credibility in terms of what you know and what you bring to the table, but you have really bad emotional regulation and you can't control yourself, people aren't going to want to listen to you. And that doesn't mean that you just get mad at a meeting, but it might be that you don't listen to people or you don't pause or you don't give people the opportunity to ask questions. Or maybe you filibuster when somebody starts asking you questions and you start to feel uncomfortable, you start to fire back at them. And so that really damages your credibility and your capability to be seen and heard. So are you credible? Credibility isn't just about what the diploma says hanging on your wall, but it's also how you choose to show up and how you dive into those resiliency factors. The next piece is reliability. Are you reliable? Do you do what you say you're going to do? How's your follow through? I paused there. I wanted to give you a second to think about it. Because I think when we really put our minds to it, you know, I have a whole bunch of sayings. We are what we say we are. Uh, I talk to a lot of people who say, I'm a procrastinator. I procrastinate so well. Sure then you're a procrastinator because that's what your mind has told you. And that impacts your reliability. 
then we have people who are reliable because they want to get things done. And so they show up every day and they do it. That's great. Get it done. Right. I'm a list keeper. I write everything down in my book. I take notes diligently in every meeting I sit in. And every time I take an action, I write it down. And then what I do is at the end of the day, I go through and I call my book and I pull out all of those different actions. And then I go to my calendar and I book time to execute all of those actions. I'm incredibly reliable. Anybody you talk to will tell you I'm a finisher. So when we think about reliable, reliability, are you reliable? Do you show up when you say you're going to show up? Do you do the things you say you're going to do? Do you fulfill your commitments to people? And if you can't, do you level set? Because listen, things happen. They come up. But reliability doesn't mean always about 100% delivery, even though that's what we strive to do. But it also means when I can't achieve what I've set out to achieve, I let you know and I, I move the goalpost. I ask for an extension. I seek your input. That's reliability. And do you have an intimate connection with somebody else? Now, that makes people uncomfortable. You use the word intimacy and people automatically go to, you know, candlelight dinners and uh, movies and drinks and black lingerie. We're not talking about that level of intimacy. What we're talking about is an emotional or personal connection with somebody else that enables them to feel like you care. And that links into our empathy, our ability to put ourselves in somebody else's shoes, to ask questions, to be present with people. That intimate connection is so important. Are you looking at somebody in the eyes or making them think you look them in the eyes, right? Look at the glabella right between the eyes if you can't make eye contact. Not everybody's comfortable with that. But when you're with somebody, are you with somebody? Or are you looking at your phone? Are you looking at your computer monitor? Are you thinking about something else? Are you maybe, you know, not taking notes? You're not asking questions. You're not engaged. Intimate connection comes from engagement. When that person who you're spending time with or that group of people recognize that in those moments, those moments alone, you're where you need to be and you're focused on them. You're giving them you for that period of time. That is intimate connection. And so when you take those three and you stitch them together, your credibility your reliability, and the ability to be present with somebody, to be intimately valuing what they bring to the table, and then putting that over your own self-orientation. What does that look like? Now, let's talk about self-orientation. What is that for you, right? For me, at the end of the day, it's working with people that I really enjoy working with. That makes me happy. Locking down work that's long-term and that's fulfilling. That's really important to me. Earning a dollar, that's very important to me. Keeping my company afloat, making sure that, you know, my marketing lead has what she needs in order to do her job and that my business partner has what he needs to do his job. You know, those things might not seem directly linked to me, but they are. If those things are all being taken care of, then I'm happy. You know, I, I, I often say that everybody should have an agenda. Wake up every day and have an agenda. We all have goals and objectives. We want to exploit opportunity and avoid hazard at all costs. We want to make a buck and we don't want to get a hit by a bus while we're doing it. And so those are our self-orientations. Everybody has something that they're striving for. And that's okay. You should. I often say, you know, the only agenda that I don't like is the hidden agenda. And if you're an empathetic person, you can see a hidden agenda a mile away. But if we can take our own personal orientation... And we can put it to the side when we're being present with people, when we're showing up for people, and when we're bringing our best selves to the table, we're creating trust. 
And so when you think about an interaction that's an unhealthy one right now, one where you maybe don't feel like you have trust with a leader or maybe um, somebody who's a direct report, or maybe, uh, you know, I think of a business development person. I think, uh, you know, I can count dozens of business development people who innately show me that they're putting their self-orientation ahead of me every single time they reach out to me on LinkedIn to try and connect. Because it's not about me. They don't care what I have. I can't tell you how many people come to me thinking I'm a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. I should have been, but I'm not. And when it comes down to the fact that they've taken no time to understand who I am as a person, what's important to me as an executive, what's important to me in terms of being able to run my business more smooth to provide better services to my clients. It tells me everything. It tells me that their self-orientation is much more important to them than their credibility because they have zero credibility. The second I open an email and I see that somebody is referring to me as an industry that I don't even belong to, right into the garbage. You'll never hear from me again. You go into my filtered senders list and right into the junk mail. And conversely, when I sit down with a potential client, it's the same thing. I mean, as a consultant, yes, I want to work for people. I want to do great work, but I also want to do great work that with people doing work that I can believe in. And so if I can't believe in a leader or support a leader and I can't build that trust with them, through those three things, credibility, reliability, and intimate connection, then the likelihood of me wanting to work with them is very slim, unless I see the potential for them to change. And I fundamentally believe that everybody can change. I fundamentally believe that everybody is coachable. It's all a choice. And it's an invitation when you sit down with somebody who works the way that I work. An invitation is beautiful because when you think of invitation, you have choice. And when you have choice, then the power is all in your hands. See, and when you look at it like that, I'm an executive coach and I'm giving you choice. My self-orientation is to see you be more successful as, a, as, as an individual, as an executive, right? But that's not going to be what you see presented to you. What you're going to see presented to you is all the different things that make me credible and reliable. Credibility, my resume speaks for itself. I have a story about everything. I've been places, people. I've been places. But that reliability component is so important. And the intimate connection, the desire, right? I was uh, at a workshop a couple of weeks ago and somebody mentioned their their partner's name. And in passing, I wasn't a part of that conversation. I was a facilitator of the conversation. And a few minutes later, I said, okay, well, when we do this, you're going to experience this and your partner's going to experience that. And this person went, oh my gosh, like you're paying attention. I mentioned my partner's name one time and you weren't even part of the conversation. Well, yeah. That's how I build intimate connection. I pay attention. What's important to you? Because I'm here for you. And that's my whole intent. That's my whole purpose. Right? And so my self-orientation, hey, you know what? When the paycheck hits the bank account, everything else is taken care of. I love what I do. I'm passionate about what I do. And so at the end of the day, I try and be the most trustworthy person I possibly can be. So my challenge to you, dear listener, is to use the trust equation. To ask yourself the question, am I credible? Am I reliable? Do I take the time to forge emotional or personal intimate connections with others? To put my own self-orientation beneath those things to provide a service to those people that I'm looking to gain trust from. The next time that you are having conflict with somebody or that you're falling out of trust with somebody, ask yourself, where's the, where, where's the gap in this communication pathway, in this relationship? 
Is it on their side? Is it on your side? Is it maybe a misunderstanding in the middle? Take the time. Think about the trust equation. Credibility plus reliability plus intimate connection, all valued over your own self-orientation. Reach out and let me know if you put this into effect. I'd love to hear how it goes for you. And remember, reach out anytime. A call doesn't cost a thing. 